Okay, this is actually very spontaneous. Um, so I just wanted to let you know a little bit about uh, well, what I do. I'm, I'm the director of the India Dharma Trust and what that is and why. Um, so I'm just going to go back to 1956 and uh, actually in October 1956, something really remarkable happened in human history. Something so revolutionary and so effective that today there are 20 million Buddhists in India, whereas uh, 60 years ago there were virtually none. And uh, our own beloved teacher, Sangharakshita, was there at the time. He wasn't only there at the time, but he was actually quite involved in, in what happened around this particular event. And uh, that event is going to be celebrated in a couple of weeks' time. It's the conversion to Buddhism of Dr. B. R. Ambedkar. Now, he was a man who actually was born as a Dalit. He was born as an untouchable. And if you don't know what untouchability is, uh, then it's really worth having a look. But basically, an untouchable person was treated as worse than an animal in India. And there was hundreds of millions of, of, of these people. Dr. Ambedkar was born as one of those untouchables. But he had a break and he got an amazing education. And not only did he get an education, but he was an absolute genius. And he actually became the most educated man in India. And because of the fact that, that uh, India gained independence as well through the independence struggle, uh, there was a need for a constitution and he happened to be... Um, well, very, very proficient in law, and he led the, um, the, the uh, group that wrote the Indian Constitution, which today is still one of the most enlightened constitutions in the world. So he did that, and he became a very influential man, but everything he tried, he tried political struggle, he tried uh, changing the law and so on, but Nothing seemed to help the, the uh, people uh, who were considered to have absolutely no caste and be worthless in, in um, India. The only thing that they were worth, really, was to remove refuse and to basically do the really, really dirty jobs that nobody else wanted to do. So he was a man who... He, he wouldn't say no for an answer. He didn't, he didn't lie down and take it. He could have just had a very comfortable life, but he chose to find a way out for, for these people, mil hundreds of millions of people. And what he did in the end was he researched a lot of religions and he discovered that Buddhism was the best religion for them to convert to. So he... Um, Basically, he, what he did in, in October in 1956 was he became a Buddhist. So he converted from Hinduism to Buddhism and in that moment no longer had the... Um, the um, I suppose the... Uh, it's not even a status, but you know what I mean. He was no longer untouchable. He was now Buddhist, so he wasn't part of the Hindu system. And then he turned and he... Uh, basically gave the precepts that we have to become a Buddhist, he gave them to a crowd of around 400,000 people who were there on the day. And within the next few weeks, about another half a million people converted to Buddhism. And unfortunately, he died six weeks later. But the thing is that Sangharakshita was there at the time. And he 
basically took on the role of teaching these people who had converted and who had lost their great leader. And uh, he spent about the next eight years doing that. And then he came back to India and started the movement here, came back to England, sorry, and started the movement here. And then some of his disciples went back to India um, in the 70s and started the movement there. And today, half of our movement is in India. So half of our worldwide mitras are in India. Uh, about a third of our sangha is in India. Uh, we have the same ordination. We have the same process. And uh, we have the same Buddha, the same teachers. Uh, we have the, um, the, the refuges, the same. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's what's happened. Anyway, I'm from the India Dharma Trust. And what the India Dharma Trust does is we support the, um, uh, well, basically we support the, the spread of Buddhism in India through Tri Ratna. So we support people to become ordained and those who do become ordained then just turn around and spread the Dharma in India. And the thing about the Dharma in India is I mean, it transforms our lives. I mean, anyone in this room is probably already starting to feel or has felt over the years of how much uh, Buddhism has changed their lives. But in India, it can be very extreme, the kind of change that takes place. So it can be... It, it, it's, it's a social as well as personal transformation in India for people who, who have joined the Tri Ratna Buddhist movement. So we basically help to fund that and uh, we also fund fundraising teams in India. So we, we fund three teams that are actually managing uh, in a very short time, over the last six years or so, to raise about half of what they need, which is extraordinary. So ultimately we want to support um, our brothers and sisters in India to become self-sufficient, self-reliant, we're, we're, we're heading for a self-reliant India and I know that one day we'll get there. <laughs>